This is Express FM. Supported by Southern Co-op. We are passionately Pompey. That's the final action of this match. Portsmouth are going to Wembley. Can it be forced in? It can! Portsmouth have scored! And what a huge goal that could be! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. With the talent and the players that we've got and the ambition, I think there's no reason why we can't put our minds to promotion. Action and reaction. We've been in League One for too long and there's no guarantee, but you know there's a real sense of urgency and ambition to gain promotion. Giving Pompey fans a voice. No more looking back now for football. We're going to try to create something that's really exciting. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate. Into the hat the Blues go for the third round of the FA Cup. Whistle goes, steps up, Bishop and he scores! Drills it down the middle this time. That was a well-struck penalty, went for power over placement. Pompey had to do it the hard way yet again though, coming from behind to lead 3-1 before having their advantage cut in half by Mo Isa with half an hour remaining. Goal scorer Rico Hackett talks about the adversity the Blues faced at the weekend and how impressed he was to have been part of a side to turn the game around. I'd never doubt that in, in the squad we got loads of big characters and loads of leaders and um, in their moments I'd back us nine times out of ten. So going into the last 20 minutes like that, I think we're comfortable enough and strong enough to deal with that pressure. Tonight we'll also hear the post-match thoughts of head coach Danny Cowley who has taken none of the acclaim for the weekend's turnaround. Were we perfect? Tactically, no. But I thought we saw a huge energy, a huge fight and, and a real togetherness and spirit and you credit the players for that. The Pompey women were also in FA Cup action this weekend. On Sunday, they were winners over Bowers and Pipsy at Wesley Park. Later tonight, we'll hear the post-match comments of Jay Sadler. For young girls to come down and young boys too, we're hoping just to inspire them and why not one day, why can't they be on the pitch playing for Pompey? But for us, yeah, it's just that energy and, and we wanted to excite them today. That's what we spoke about was can we play football that got them off the seats, that excited them, that wants them to come back again and continue their support and I felt we did that. As always, Blues fans, we're very keen to hear what you've got to say tonight as well. A win against League One opposition, but were you convinced by Pompey's display in the FA Cup on Saturday? Do you welcome the change in formation that Danny Cowley has recently implemented? And is football still coming home? Later this evening, we'll be looking ahead to tomorrow's final group stage game between England and Wales at this year's World Cup. All of that plus so much more here on the only radio station that is passionately Pompey. Welcome to the Football Hour here on Express FM. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Hello there and welcome to this, the latest instalment of the Football Hour, which is sponsored this season by Stagecoach Across the South. Visit their website right now, stagecoachbus.com, to find out more information on the services they are providing in your area. Up until 7 o'clock this evening, you'll be greeted by the dulcet tones of myself and my two studio guests on hand to provide full reaction to the weekend's FA Cup action and preview the forthcoming World Cup schedule in Qatar as well. To have your say tonight, please don't hesitate to get in touch via one of the usual contact methods. It's 81400 on the text, starting your messages with the word express. Otherwise, you can email sport at expressfm.com, include at expressfm on Twitter, or alternatively, you can visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. We begin this evening by taking you back to Saturday afternoon, three o'clock at Fratton Park, where just over 8,000 took their seats to witness a bit of a goal fest as Pompey played host to Milton Keynes in the second round of the FA Cup. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shoot and scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. Ragger just outside the centre circle, rolls it across to Morrison on halfway, and he goes forward to Bishop, turns it round the corner looking for Mingy. That's a clever idea. What can Mingy do here? Good from Mingy, still Mingy. Curtis cleared on the line. Probably should have been the opener. Wasn't the best layback, nil nil. Yeah, that's a poor pass, and Pompey have given it away. Curtis is trying to win it back. He can't, and it's a wonderful ball, and there's a chance for MK Dons here, and he's beaten Griffiths and completely against the run of play. Dara Burns has put MK Dons ahead. He out-sprinted Raggett and with his left foot put the ball past Josh Griffiths into the back of the net. It's Portsmouth Dill, MK Dons 1. Robertson goes to Swanson. 
Curtis tries to turn it round the corner. Mingy's got it just outside the corner of the box. Now Curtis takes over into the box to Mingy. Mingy's goes down. Must be a penalty. Must be a penalty. The only question is, why did Sonny Gill need five seconds to award it? It's as blatant as you'll see. Pompey penalty. Jamie Cumming trying to make himself big on the line. So we wait for the referee's whistle. He's still not happy. Some people where they're stood. Bishop stands up and scores. Sends the goalkeeper the wrong way. Puts it into the bottom corner and celebrates in front of the Brasson end. Pompey have turned it round. Quarter two and paid on one. Whistle goes. Steps up. Bishop and he scores. Drills it down the middle this time. That was a well-struck penalty. Went for power over placement. Same result as the first one. A double for Bishop. Portsmouth three. MK Dons one. It takes a touch of midfield but loses out. And MK Dons have it on the left wing. We go inside the Pompey half. Nice turn from Grant. Nice play towards Holland. Trying to take a Morrison into the box. Across the face of goal. Real chance for Ita. And he's pulled one back. This time there weren't enough bodies there. And Mo Issa has made it Portsmouth 3, MK Dons 2. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. The highlights there as Pompey made it through to round three of this season's FA Cup with a 3-2 victory over MK Dons at Fratton Park on Saturday afternoon. There were plenty of results from the second round of the competition. Too many to get through, otherwise we would be here all evening. But some of the notable results, uh, Charlton 2, Stockport County 2, 97th minute equaliser for the visitors Stockport. And that one, that goes to replay tomorrow night. Hartlepool 3, Harrogate 1, Wimbledon 0, Chesterfield 2, Chesterfield of the National League uh, defeating League 2 outfit Wimbledon. Cambridge 1, Grimsby Town 2, Burton Albion 6, Chippenham Town 1, Wrexham 4, Farnborough 1, Dagenham and Redbridge 1, Gillingham 1 also going to replay tomorrow night. Bristol Rovers 0, Boreham Wood 2, and Ipswich Town 4, Buxton nil. Those are results uh, from the weekend's footballing action in the FA Cup and plenty more that you can see um, online as well. There were so many to get through, but we won't read them all out. Let's welcome in tonight's guest and joining me on tonight's show to go through all of the weekend's FA Cup action and to look ahead to tomorrow's Crunch World Cup game between England and Wales, I am pleased to say, is Tom Malley. Tom, a good weekend of, of football for the, both men, the men's and the women's side, Tom, and uh, an FA Cup victory for Pompey at Fratton Park over the MK Dons. You, you can't really ask for much more than that, could you? I was, well, I was about to correct you then. I thought you said good weekend for both um, England and Portsmouth. <laughs> Then and I was like, well, that's that's up for debate. But um, yes, for the men's and women's, definitely, yeah. And um, I was at, I was at the Pompey game on Saturday, and um, I, I was pretty pretty happy with what I saw. Mm. And alongside yourself, Tom, this evening, Josh Sweetman calling in from home uh, between now and seven. Josh, a pleasure as always. Absolute pleasure, Jake. Uh, so, as we mentioned there, um, Josh, um, Pompey, 3-2 victors over MK Dons at the weekend. Progression to round three of the competition, yes. But they, they did it the hard way. Uh, to retake in the lead at 3-1 after going a goal behind in the first half and then almost surrendering it towards the end. Half an hour to play, Moosa steps up and uh, makes it a nervy ending for the Blues. But is that does it, you, do you take anything from that in regards to, you know, comparing that to Pompey's performances this season or are you just happy to have gotten the victory across the line? I think it wouldn't be Pompey without making it difficult, would it? Um, I very much think that you have to look past the fact that we let MK Dons back into the game and they made it a lot closer than perhaps it should have been. However, if you, as I said, you look past that, you actually then have to consider, well, we ended up hanging on for 20 minutes showing proper, like a solid, a solid display and not conceding a goal when Obviously, MK Dons are on the uh, front foot and we, we perhaps didn't have the ball. So credit to the defence, credit where credit's due. I think we stood strong and it's um, you can take that away from the performance and say, well, because it's going to be a very similar game on Sunday against very physical Wickham side who will be putting the ball into the box a lot. So if anything, they're a good practice for the weekend. Yeah. Tom, back to Saturday's game. Rico Hackett scoring uh, the equaliser for Pompey after the 19th minute strike from Dara Burns had took the lead for MK Dons in that first half. And when Dara Burns has scored that goal, Tom, you felt that was a little bit of an injustice for Pompey who, in my opinion, had started the game quite brightly. Yeah, we did. We we started the game really well and it was just absolutely typical that, you know, MK Dons went on what I thought was their first attack or first attempt on goal and, and scored and it was just like a, a massive kick in the teeth. But I thought we responded really well. But, um, you know, 
I, as you said, it was it was a bit of an injustice. We we did start the game really well, and as I said, uh, when I, when I came on, I was I was really um, sorry, really uh, very happy with what I saw um, <laughs> overall, despite hanging on at the end, and um, just happy we're through to the next round. To be honest. Hmm. And, and Josh, the, the, the third round draw is later on this evening and, and later in tonight's show we're going to come on and talk about the ball numbers and who Pompey can get in the next stage of the competition. But in regards to you know what progression does to the club, to the supporters, how, how would you summarise your feelings in regards to Pompey actually making the third round of the FA Cup? Because we talk about the Papa John's Trophy and the Carabao Cup, about how they can be distractions and a bit of a... An, an, unnecessary game for Pompey to kind of have to deal with especially with this injury situation but is the FA Cup different? I think it's a tough one um, personally I don't think so I still think it's a distraction Everybody, obviously, people will look at it differently because you can get that glamour tie and it's fantastic and I mean we'd all love a, a Premier League team away from home to have a little bit uh, to have another day out remind us of uh, better times that once were but I think it's an inc- it's risky because you know, inevitably, we're probably going to draw QPR away or something like that. I think it's, um, I think it is a bit of a distraction. And I think at the moment, where promotion is the main goal, that and it has been for the last couple of seasons, that has to be the priority. Mm. Okay, we spoke about Rico Hackett and how he equalised for Pompey uh, not too long after MK Dons had taken the lead uh, on Saturday afternoon to bring the game uh, one apiece at Fratton Park. And after being pegged back by that 19th minute Darrow Burns strike at the weekend, upstepped that man Rico Hackett with his second FA Cup goal in as many games and his sixth goal in all competitions for the season. Let's hear from him now. Rico Hackett with Henry Port. Rico, progression to the third round of the FA Cup with a 3-2 win. How pleased are you with the result? Yeah, I think um, it's a really good result. Uh, I thought we played really well in the first half. Um, obviously, a change of system, which was new to the boys. Um, obviously, it's just never easy, changing system. We have to adapt to it. Um, and um, I thought we managed the game really well in the first 45. Obviously, uh, made a good reaction from, from conceding the first goal. And then second half, I think, obviously, there's a few moments where we, we probably could have done better we didn't have the possession when we won it back we didn't really uh, look like a threat but um, obviously there's a lot to work on and we come away with a win in the FA Cup and, and I think that's all you need to do um, in, in a cup game you, you want to get through so I thought the boys done really well yeah Talking of cup games it makes it two wins from two cup competitions this week how important is that momentum going forward? Yeah it's massive obviously we had back to back cup games and in the cups you, you need to win them to get through um, uh, and that was our objective, and, and, and we've done that. So, so I think the boys put in a massive effort. Obviously, we've, we've, we're missing players today that un, from unavailability, and if obviously a few injuries. So, I think we got through them really well. And I think now, boys obviously got a couple extra days to, to rest up, and we go again on Sunday. A well taken goal from yourself in the first half. Describe it to us. Yeah, no, I just kind of see a gap. Obviously, I think Colby went up for an header and, and I kind of see it fall into Jay. So I, I broke through, obviously, see a gap in their, in their defence and took the touch. I see the keeper wasn't set, so I took it early. And a decent finish. A nice celebration to your little one. Talk us through that as well. Yeah, no, I had that one planned for a while. Nice oh, to get sorry. one in. <laughs> nice to get the goal and, and, and do it for a little man, yeah. Obviously, towards the end of the game, we need to be defensively strong. How important was that, you know, team mentality going into the final few minutes? Yeah, no, it's massive, and uh, that's I'd never doubt that. In, in the squad, we got we got loads of big characters and loads of leaders, and um, in their moments, I'd back us nine times out of ten. Um, so, so going into the last twenty minutes like that, I think we're, we're comfortable enough and strong enough to deal with that pressure. Bombay fans in great voice again, as always. How important will they see us through to the victory today? Yeah, massive. That's obviously why we're, we're unbeaten for so many games at Fratton Park. Obviously, the fans push us over the line, um, and especially in moments like today, in the last probably five, ten minutes, we need them more than ever, and, and like, like usual over there. Rico Hackett talking after his goal uh, on Saturday, partly uh, towards the process of Pompey beating MK Dons at Fratton Park by three goals to do to seal their place in the next stage of the FA Cup. We mentioned it just a second ago, uh, Josh, that was his second FA Cup goal in as many games and six goals for the season. Five of those have come in cup competition. Is this an example, in your opinion, Josh, that Rico Hackett, you know, he's a, he's a player that doesn't get many league minutes, but when he needs to be called upon, you know, he provides Danny Cowley that kind of selection headache that you know he'd be hoping for. He does, and to be honest, I'm a big Rico Hackett fan. I know I know that he splits opinions between Pompey fans, but I think technically he's a very good footballer, and it's something that we don't have. I, I think the issue with Rico is we haven't found his best position, um, and perhaps that's cost him in terms of a his position in the team and probably his development as well. Um, 
but it, you can definitely see that technically there's a very good footballer there. Um, and the, I mean, the finish on Saturday is absolutely brilliant. Takes it first time, probably thought he'd have another touch or two. But yeah, I, I think I think he's just certainly knocking on the door and he's, he'll give Danny Cowley a couple of selection headaches. Mm. Linda Mail on the emails has got in touch. It was a good win on Saturday. Linda says, I hope we can achieve the same result on the 17th of December against them. It was a change to play against a team that didn't park a bus in front of their goal. We still managed to make it difficult for ourselves after they scored in the 61st minute, but we are in the third round draw. Let's hope it could be a profitable one. I do not understand why when the opposition has a corner, we have everyone back and do not have at least one player up front, which we could use to clear the ball instead of it coming straight back. Play up Pompey the thoughts of Linda Mail on the emails and if like Linda you'd like to have your say this evening you can simply text your message uh, to the uh, 81400 on the text start those messages with the word express and put your name at the end as well so we know who it is getting in touch. You can email sport at expressfm.com tweet using at expressfm or find us on Facebook facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Very soon we'll find out what the Blues head coach himself had to say about Saturday's FA Cup victory, as well as his reasons behind the recent change of formation. We didn't quite like the partnerships in the 4-4-2 so it made sense for us to look at a different system and you know we've been working towards trying to have a different option to this group. We'll hear more from Danny Cowley as well as both Tom and Josh and Jay Sadler too when the Football Hour returns after this quick break. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. The new Stagecoach Flexi 5, a bus ticket that works when you do. For those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5. Bundles of five day riders for the price of four. And Flexi 10, bundles of 10 day riders for the price of seven. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. This is the Football Hour 93.7. Express FM. A very good evening and welcome back to the Football Hour support of this season by Stagecoach South. Need to get in and around the city without a fuss? Then hop on a Stagecoach bus providing affordable and reliable services across Portsmouth and right the way through Hampshire too. Visit stagecoachbus.com for more information. Tom Malley and Josh Sweetman on the Football Hour this evening up until 7 o'clock to talk things, all things Pompey um, as well as England's FA Cup group stage game against Wales tomorrow. We'll come on to talk about that a little later on as well as tonight's FA Cup third round draw but back um, to Saturday um, Tom Danny Cowley opting with a bit of a different formation and we saw a tactical change in the setup um, on Tuesday night at Ipswich and the Papa John's Trophy where Pompey were victorious by two goals to nil and still their place in the next stage of that competition too but Danny Cowley with the we call it a three at the back or a five at the back the wing back something we've seen over the past couple of seasons sporadically and he seems to have moved away from that four four two, and and in doing so, Tom has, has picked up two victories. Is that the way forward? Well, interestingly enough, I was going to actually mention that as to why I um, declared that I was happy with what I saw on Saturday. I thought the formation worked really well. Um, first time I think I've seen it this season. Um, you know, Raggett Morris and Robertson were solid as a back three. Okay, all right, we didn't get the clean sheet, but from what I saw overall, I think there was definitely positive signs to suggest that that can be something used going forward. Um, Swanson and Hume as the wing-backs did well. I'm not quite sure whether it was a 3-4-3 three, three, three or more of a, a 5-2-3 sort of three, uh, three or whatever whatever it is. Um, but to me, it looked like a 3-4-3. Three, three. And I, yeah, overall, I, I think it looks really um, it looks really good and works well. There's definitely definitely reason that we can use that in the future. Whether we do, I, I don't know. Whether that's just an experimental thing he's used for cup games. Um, but it's nice to know that there's that option um, mm. should it come to it. Yeah. And Denver Hume, a player, Josh, who's come back into the frame uh, a little bit over the past couple of weeks with the injury crisis Danny Cowley's had um, to deal with. Um, it's quite difficult week in, week out, trying to determine how many players are actually injured uh, within this Pompey team. But we know with Joe Rafferty out, Conor Ogilvy's had to move to the right back. Zach Swanson has come into that position recently in Ogilvy's place, uh, an actual natural right back. Um, in that in that position, something which um, has been most welcomed by the Pompey fans. In your opinion, Josh, Zach Swanson, he's, he's done well in that position. Have you been able to see a growth in not just his, his ability, but maybe his attitude and mentality as well? Do you think he's matured as a player in the past month or two in Rafferty's absence? 
definitely has. And I think um, the goal at Ipswich was sort of testament to that, that Danny Cowley actually brought him in, on in centre mid. Um, I, do, I, do, I do worry defensively at times when teams target him airily. Obviously, he's not the biggest, but I think he's a very good defender on the ground. He's seemingly good going forward as well, which you'd hope for from a, um, a product of a, an academy like Arsenal. But I definitely think you've seen him get better and better with every game. Um, and and rightfully so. Obviously, the shirt is his to lose at the moment. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's pleasing to see that he's developing so quickly, especially having come from an academy and perhaps not had that immense football experience like, um, like the competition that, he's, that he has, hmm. have already had. On a blank canvas, um, Tom, going back to the, the result on Saturday, Pompey winning by three goals to do, going, going behind, bringing it back to 3-1, conceding in the 61st minute, and then going half an hour, really having to seal the victory and, and see the game out. On a blank canvas, Tom, you look at the result, you look at the goal scorers, Colby Bishop with two goals, both from a penalty spot. And you might look at that and think, oh, Pompey were lucky to get through that game. You know, two penalties to, to actually win the match. Is that actually a, t- a, a true reflection of, of how that game went about? Or do you think Pompey was still, you know, thoroughly deserving of that victory? Yeah, I think we were deserving of that victory. Um, I mean, if we if we re- rewind sort of nine months ago, whenever it was we lost to MK Dons, they were a level above what they are now. And watching them on Saturday, I just thought that they are nowhere near the team they were. And I just think MK Dons are just pretty bad this season in general um i don't think other than the goals they've really troubled us massively um so you know going off the back of that even though we did get two penalties yes and without them we you know we may not have won that game um but i think overall yeah we did deserve it. i think we were the better team on the day um and with or without the penalties we deserve to win okay thank you very much tom thank you josh let's hear now from danny cowley max swat and ask for for his assessment on not only the result but his side's performance as well yeah, I think it's been a brilliant week for us to navigate through two cup competitions, two really tough, tough ties, um, to beat Ipswich on Tuesday and then to, to back that up and, and win again today. I think you've only got to look at our squad. I think only 15 fit senior players this week. So for the players to navigate through the two games as well as they did, I think it's credit to them. We obviously took a lot of energy on Tuesday. Uh, it was great to get into a 3-1 lead today, particularly after going down probably against the runner player. I thought we were we had a really good start to the game and they scored probably with their first counter-attack. Uh, our response was good. Um, we showed a lot of character, a lot of substance to, to get back into the game and then to take the 2-1 lead. I mean, the second goal, the play leading up to the penalty was really nice. I thought we drew the press on, played over the press, played into Colby, um, then played outside the shape and Joe Mingi, I thought, was excellent first half made a brilliant half-space run and we, we got the penalty and, yeah, pleased to go in 2-1 up and then obviously get the third just after half-time and then, um, yeah, we just come off of it physically. I mean, to be fair to the players, it wasn't easy. I mean, Zach Swanson has come off with a groin. We had quite a few that were that were carry, carrying injuries. I mean, we finished the game with, with Rico playing right wing-back as a left-footer, uh, a left-footed attacking player. So the group is definitely stretched. I mean... And you've got to look at their squad and look at their bench today to see the depth that they've got. You know, we had, with all due respect, probably four young young apprentices that all played this morning in the under-18s because that is ultimately where we are at the moment with, with injuries and, and also unavailability in this cup competition. As you say, all those injury problems and it's another game in which you've come from behind. So what does that say? What do both of those things say about the, the character of this group? Well... I think he first he says you've got to start games better um, and try to find the first goal because football's a lot easier to win when you do. We know we we know that for sure. I actually thought we started the game well, um, and yeah, they we we unfortunately just gave the ball away, um, and we probably could have stopped the counter. We didn't, and then it was a good finish from their from their perspective. But yeah, the response um, was excellent. And I think you saw today. Were we perfect? Tactically, no. But I thought you saw a huge energy, a huge, a huge fight, and and a real togetherness and spirit. And you have to, um, you credit the players for, for that. How pleased are you with the way your players reacted to the tactical switch as well? Yeah, I think for us today we wanted to look at a different system. We didn't have Owen or Dane today, and 
probably two of our most aggressive pressers um, against a possession-based team. So we knew when the draw was made how tough it was going to be. We didn't quite like the partnerships in the 4-4-2, so it made sense for us to look at a different system. And, you know, we've been working towards trying to have a different option to this group. I think it's important. Um, we obviously started the season really, really well in, in the 4-4-2 and had real success. And even now, you know, we're in the last nine games, I think we've won five, drawn four. Um, so we're unbeaten in nine. So, um, yeah, we, we, we like the 4-4-2, but for us, like I said so many times before, you know, the numbers don't don't scare us. We don't mind changing the, the, the shape of the team. What never changes is the principles. And, um, yeah, today I thought um, first half there was a lot to like. I think once we got the third goal, we probably just come off of it a little bit physically didn't look after the ball as well as we, we would have liked and um, probably made the game more difficult than we should have done. Into the third round, as I said. Anyone you want to draw in specifically? <laughs> um, we just want a home draw, ideally against a Premier League club. I, I think I said it in the first week that I was here, just the thought of playing an FA Cup tie at Fratton Park, maybe against a Premier League club, would be um, would be brilliant for, for, for us. Um, I, I remember watching games that, you know, the Portsmouth of old would have played at Fratton Park in the FA Cup and even I remember the Milan game and um, the atmosphere that night was, was, was incredibly special and, you know, the great thing for us now, we've, we've managed to get through in both cup competitions. It means that now we have some more games for the group. Hopefully we've got some players coming back fit because we really need the cavalry, that is for sure. And... Yeah, when you win these games, then you create the opportunity for potentially special memories, not just for the for the players, but also for our wonderful supporters. Danny Cowley speaking after Pompey's 3-2 victory over Milton Keynes at the weekend. Josh, going back to, to that MK on Saturday in the league, three weeks before they travelled back down to the South Coast uh, for, for the league game. Sorry, Saturday was the FA Cup tie. In three weeks' time, they come back to Fratton Park for a League One clash with the Blues. Is that a, a, a potential for Danny Cowley and his team and the staff to really assess the, you know, the, the kind of problems and the threats that MK posed? Albeit where you know they currently lie in League One, which is in the relegation zone, do you think that's a sort of advertisement and a sort of warm-up for that game in three weeks' time, which arguably is a bigger one in Pompey's case? It's a much bigger game. Anything, anything to do with the league is a much bigger game. The mm. FA Cup, I wouldn't take it uh, from their performance on Saturday personally. Um, you don't know so much whether it was a rotated squad, whether they tried out a new system. I think, and I think in modern-day football. Yes, Pompey and Danny Cowley would be looking at that game and probably reviewing the performance of MK Dons, but they will no doubt be watching tapes of the next couple of games that MK Dons play in the league and probably concentrating on that more so than Saturday's performance. Yeah. And uh, let's continue and let's really finalise our our talk about Saturday's uh, victory uh, in the FA Cup. Tom, any standout performance from yourself, bar obviously maybe Colby Bishop with the two goals, Rico Hackett with another cup goal, Jay Mingy got a lot of plaudits as well, Zach Swanson, another good game from him. Any standout performance apart from maybe those four or five players we've mentioned but maybe have gone under the radar a little bit? Um, it's a good question. I think I think Sean Morrison um, had, had a bit of a wobble sort of after the first few mm. games of the season. He, he fell out of the size and he's, he's come back in and I think he's probably benefit from having Raggett and Robertson either side of him um, so to build his confidence up is probably quite important because if you know either Raggett or Robertson does get injured and he's needs to be relied on more frequently then that's good to have him ready to come in um, other than that no besides the ones you said probably not I mean at least Colby Bishop converted both the penalties he, he had I mean if it comes to it and we're in the playoffs uh, at the end of the season come a penalty shootout at least we know we've got someone who can uh, hit the back of the net when required yeah. Okay, lads, thank you very much. That's all we've got to really time to talk about Saturday's victory in the FA Cup. Going to move on now uh, to some other bits and bobs and slightly um, away from the footballing talk, but not completely. It was, of course, the final of all of our favourite TV programmes in the world. I'm a celebrity to get me out of here on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. And uh, the winner was none other than Jill Scott, uh, former Lioness and winner of the European Championship uh, earlier this year. Congratulations to Jill. And I don't think uh, any football fan would have wanted anyone else to, to claim victory in the, in Arm Celebrity at the weekend. So, yeah, big congratulations to Jill Scott for that one. Lads, any of you follow the show? I watched it. I did see it. 
No. You, you watched it, Tom? Yeah, I did. I did watch the final, yeah. Unfortunately, I have to admit that, but I did watch it, yep. <laughs> and it was always going to be Jill, wasn't it? She's she's a footballing lass, we all, and I think as, as football fans, we'd have wanted her to win, maybe other than Mike Tindall being a rugby. I'm not, not too sure about that. <laughs> Yeah, no, not quite. Yeah, well, good on her. You know, she's won the year. Now she's got an arm celebrity yeah. round. What a year. What a year. But look, we're not, I'm a celebrity experts, so we're going to move on from that now. But yeah, really pleased to hear that Jill Scott won. I'm a celebrity yesterday evening. And speaking of women's football, it wasn't just the men at the weekend in regards to Pompey who were in FA Cup action, but the Pompey women as well. And what an emphatic victory they had at Wesley Park, defeating Bowers and Pitsy by seven goals to nil. Um, two own goals, uh, two from my golden, one including from a penalty spot, uh, two from Quirk, and uh, one in the 92nd minute from Annie Rolf as well. Saw Jay Sadler's side easily dispatch um, lower league outfit Bowers and Pitsy on home turf. And later on this evening, the draw for the third round of that competition takes place. That's at 7.30 on Talk Sport. So that is where you can find out where who Pompey will be taking on the third round of this year's Vitality Women's FA Cup. And speaking of FA Cup draws, of course, tonight we've got the men's draw too. That is on BBC Two. We'll run through the numbers in the next part of the show. But we spoke to Jay Sadler earlier today. We gave him a quick call just to get his thoughts on the FA Cup draw tonight and really ask why in his opinion, the women's FA Cup draw is not on TV like the men's is, and, and really what a missed opportunity that was. Seven goals, clean sheet, into the third round of the FA Cup. Um, really, really impressed with, with how the, the, the girls and, and staff performed as, as a whole group. Um, now we can enjoy the cup draw tonight. It's a shame. I'm going to be tuning into the men's um, on telly on the BBC at seven o'clock, and then at half seven, unfortunately, we, we only get a slot on the radio, which it's disappointing. I think they missed the trick in regards to the exposure it would have got if we'd have put the women's and the men's draw on telly together and, and give the competition clubs and, and the players the respect they deserve. But at least we have a live draw, something to be excited about, and um, we'll see who we get. Um, come half seven. That was Jay Sadler speaking to us um, earlier today in regards to his thoughts behind the process in, in where this year's FA Cup third round draw is taking place for the women's. That's on TalkSport at 7.30, whereas the men's is on BBC Two from 7 o'clock, so perhaps a missed opportunity from the FA to put both draws on at the same time and get a bit more publicity for the women's game. And going back to Jay Sadler, he spoke to Max Watton after the 7-0 victory over Bowers and Pitsy yesterday after well, Jay, a solid victory here today. How pleased are you with the way your side finished the game? Yeah, re really pleased. I think we, we, we spoke at half-time about just having a little bit more zip on the passes, a little bit more tempo, quicker combinations. Can we play within one or two touch? Um, I think we were we were good. We were effective in the first half. Um, we were just a little bit slow with our tempo, taking too many touches, um, forcing that kind of final action. It's a couple of times where we've worked it from left to right and then it's just that one extra pass needed to break the, the defensive line, get into good areas um, and we just didn't take it. Um, obviously, happy we came in um, with the lead and then it was just a case of building on it, like you said. I think we ended the game um, fantastically well. Um, we were we were quick in everything we did. We were aggressive with our counter press. As soon as we lost it, we were on top of them, um, and really happy with with some of the goals we've scored. What do you think sparked such a such an intense spell at the end of the game? I think when the subs came on as well, they had a point to prove. Obviously. May Gordon had to come on early um, and I think that was the, the only bit of the game which has probably marred the result is Emma Jones going off with a, with a scan and x-ray um, around her ankle um, so we're, we're praying for that but I think when the subs came on they gave us an injection of, of pace of tempo and, and also they kind of got points to prove really um, but I think we, we just went through the gears we were professional with it um, really liked how, how we moved the ball as I said really liked how we scored the goals yes two of them are offside but we're getting into really dangerous areas to get the cutbacks the crosses in the box, things we've been working on leading up to this game and then to see them transfer on the pitch is, is extremely pleasing, not only for us as staff but for the girls as well. And the third round draw takes place tomorrow, is there anyone you're wishing to get? We just want a home tie, I think. Um, we don't obviously fear anyone and if it was to be a championship team, then then we'd be excited by it. We'd be excited by the, the prospect of it. But no, I think these girls now can enjoy it. They can enjoy tomorrow. They can listen in to see who we get. And, and then when we do get, we, we know it's a quick turnaround, only in a couple of weeks' time. And like I said, hopefully we can get a home home draw. I think the crowd today was superb. 
could really hear them. Loads of young people coming down. Hopefully we've inspired and, and they enjoyed themselves today. And and yeah, and then we can end up hopefully Christmas with a with a good couple of wins and, and then go into the new year with with the, with the confidence we've got. Yeah, you really touched on it there, the crowd today. How good is it to see so many people here and how much does it help as well when spur you on to the to the victory? Yeah, and it's kudos to the football club as well um, for making it affordable. Um, this place, this venue is fantastic and for young girls to come down and young boys too, we're hoping just to inspire them and why not one day, why can't they be on the pitch playing uh, playing for Pompey? Um, but for us, yeah, it's just that energy and, and we wanted to excite them today. That's what we spoke about was can we play football that got them off the seats, that excited them, that wants them to come back again and continue their support and I felt we did that. I felt the girls did that and they must take a lot from it. And Jay Sadler will be joining us next here on Express FM on Sunday for Pompey Live as the Blues travel to Adams Park to take on Wickham Wanderers in League One. I'll be back with the next instalment of the Football Hour this coming Friday with two more studio guests to preview that one. But tonight's episode has not even come to an end yet. So although we are just under 20 minutes away from a soft rock show here on Express FM and the conclusion of this evening's Football Fix, join us again after the break for the final thoughts of Tom and Josh as we go through the ball number for tonight's FA Cup third round draw and look ahead to England's World Cup meeting with Wales. See you in a few moments. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Go by bus. Go greener with Stagecoach. Next stop, a cleaner, greener future. Did you know that if we all ditched the car and switched to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a Stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to switchtobus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back for the final time tonight to the Football Hour, brought to you by Stagecoach Across the South. Download the app today from either the Apple app or Google Play Store to pre-plan your journey and pay in advance too. So both the Pompey men and women were victorious in the FA Cup this weekend and tonight in just over 15 minutes' time, the draw for the famous third round of the FA Cup takes place live on either the Emirates, FA Cup social media platforms or BBC Two. At this stage, of course, all of the Championship and Premier League teams end of the competition so let's run through the ball numbers 52 is Pompey's number so Pompey will be ball number 52 and there are plenty of others to get for as well 64 in total number one AFC Bournemouth recently appointed Gary O'Neill as permanent boss at the Vitality Stadium number two is Arsenal Pompey's round five opponents back in March 2020 before lockdown number three is Aston Villa who Pompey hasn't met since April 2010 that a 2-1 defeat in the Premier League at PO4 number four is Birmingham City number five Blackburn Rovers number six is Blackpool Number seven is Brentford, and if that is away, that would be Pompey's first trip to the new Brentford Community Stadium. Number eight, Brighton and Hove Albion. Number nine, Bristol City. Burnley are ten. Cardiff City are number 11, the beaten finalists in 2008 as Pompey claimed their second FA Cup title. Number 12 is Chelsea, the 2010 winners, defeating the Blues by a goal to nil at Wembley. 13 is Coventry City. 14 is Crystal Palace. Number 15 is Everton. And again, if that is away, that would potentially be Pompey's last trip to Goodison Park. They move away in 2024. Number 16 is Fulham. Number 17 is Huddersfield, who Pompey have avoided meeting recently. The previous game was a 4-1 defeat in March 2001. Throughout all the promotions and relegations both sides have had in the past decade or so, they've managed to avoid each other every single time. Hull City are number 18. Leeds are number 19. Leicester City, the 2016 Premier League champions, they're number 20. Number 21 is Liverpool, champions of Europe in 2019. 22 is Luton Town. 23, Manchester City. Who fancies playing Erling Haaland? Number 24, Manchester United. Number 25, Middlesbrough with 26, Millwall. 27, Newcastle United. A trip back up to North East would be great, wouldn't it? Somewhere else apart from Sunderland. Number 28, Norwich, who Pompey beat away in round three in 2019, thanks to Andre Green's late winner. Number 29 is Nottingham Forest. Number 30 is Preston North End. 31, QPR. Three meetings between the two sides in 2019. Two in the FA Cup, thanks to a round three replay. 
Number 32 is Reading, 33, Rotherham United, and number 34 is Sheffield United. 35 is Southampton, that long Dabber Road, now managed by Nathan Jones. 36, Stoke City. 37, Sunderland. We finally got rid of them, so please no. 38, Swansea City. 39, Tottenham Hotspur. Number 40 is Watford. West Bromwich Albion, 41. And West Ham, 42. Wiggins, 43. Wolves, number 44, with Grimsby, 45. Wrexham, number 46. Number 47, Atkinson Stanley. 48 is Fleetwood Town. And number 49, Ipswich Town. And that would be, if away, again, Pompey's third trip to Portman Road this season. Barnsley, a 50. Forest Green Rovers, a 51. We mentioned already Pompey, a number 52. 53, Shrewsbury Town. Hartlepool United, their number 54. 55, Steve Nijbeer currently believed to automatic promotion places and Pompey's Papa John's Trophy last 16 opponents. Number 56 is the winner between Charlton and Stockport County. They drew two all of the weekend. Boreham Wood at number 57. They beat Bristol Rovers by two goals to nil on Sunday. Dagenham and Redbridge or Gillingham at number 58 after they drew nil-nil on Saturday afternoon. Oxford at 59. Sheffield Wednesday, number 60. Non-league outfit Chesterfield, number 61. Burton Albion, the biggest win of the second round. Six goals to one at home to Chippenham. They are number 62. Number 63 is Walsall. And the final number on that list, number 64, Derby County. So a reminder, Pompey, number 52. I'm sure you're all interested. Number 35, as we've already mentioned, Southampton. So the FA Cup third round draw very quickly in a one-word answer. Tom, who do you want? Or you want to get to the third round to get one of the top six, so one of the top six. One of the top six. Tom, thank you. Josh, yourself? Spurs away. Spurs away. Pompey's first trip to the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Well, enough of the club talk uh, for now. Personally, I want either Wrexham or one of the big teams away from home. Maybe Liverpool, Anfield. That'd be decent, wouldn't it? But enough of that club football talk. And now on to the international stage, where the World Cup continues to throw up the surprises and produce the big talking points. England were held to a 0-0 draw by the USA on Friday night, but they remain top of Group B with four points, having beaten Iran by six goals to two last Monday. Tomorrow, they take on home nation rivals Wales in the final group stage game of this year's tournament where a win would see the three Lions top the group and uh, whilst Wales themselves would be sent home in early from the first World Cup appearance since 1958 so a big big game in Qatar tomorrow between England and Wales. World Cup fever is still high amongst the England fans, or most of them, at least. I'm still stupidly optimistic anyway. So before we talk a bit more about Friday's draw and Gareth Southgate's next challenge, it's time for another classic England's tournament tune. Well, some of the crowd are on the pitch. Take him on 
World in Motion, what a tune. A bit awkward. I was supposed to play Vindaloo. We played World in Motion on Friday night, but we'll go with it because it's still an absolute banger and something to get hyped up for England's final group stage game of the tournament tomorrow evening against Wales. Uh, Tom Malley, Josh Sweetman for the next few moments before we do leave you uh, for the Soft Rock Show at 7. Josh, big game in Qatar tomorrow where England will seal their progression to the knockout stages of the World Cup, assuming they avoid a 4-0 defeat or a defeat by four goals to Wales it's quite frankly unlikely I mean if that happens then I'll take you out for dinner change <laughs> I'll hold you to that <laughs> uh, I, yeah I, I think I think obviously it's pretty evident that Henderson's going to come in for Bellingham which hmm. I struggle to understand because people a, a kid of Bellingham's age had, with no tournament experience he, he needs to be playing game, he needs to play them all, all these games if, you, if you're going to take him out and then bring him back in for a last 16 game He's not quite that age where he's used to these magnitude of these games. So it's a bit of a weird one for me, but I'm, I'm not too worried about the Welsh. It'll probably come back and bite me, but I think I, I'm more worried about Kiefer more than I am Gareth Bale. Um, mm. But I, th- I think, I think we'll have a bit of pace in behind and it'll worry a, a quite slow Welsh defence. And I think we'll come away three, one winners. Mm. Oh, three, one winners. Thank you very much, Josh, um, for your prediction. Um, egg on the face would be uh, on both faces of both Kiefer Moore and Sorbra Thomas. Um, Tom, who both within the last seven to ten days have mentioned their will and desire to knock England out of the competition. Well, it could be the other way around, couldn't it? Yeah, that's true. Um, oh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we, we should win. Of course we should win. I mean, but it's, it's just, it's, it's amazing how much can change from a 60 whenever a run to a nil-nil with the USA in a matter of days. Um, but, you know, I, I think we will be too strong for them. But, I mean, I'm not I'm not expecting a, a spectacle. I'm, I'm, it wouldn't surprise me if it's a, a dodgy, scrappy 1-0 win for England to top the group. It's absolutely going to be difficult, regardless uh, of how Wales have done so far. Of course, they lost to uh, 2-0 to Iran on Friday morning. England 0-0 with the USA. A lot of talking points from that one, and hopefully that can be all of the, the, the negatives from that game can be rectified for the, the meeting with Wales tomorrow, where, as we've already mentioned, England can secure their place in the next stage and the knockout stages of this year's World Cup and knock Wales out in the process. That would be, be quite nice, wouldn't it, as an England fan? Um England, of course, knocked out only if they lose by four goals. Um, James Madison supposedly back in trading. Josh, is that something you believed Gareth Southgate could use? Um, well, I'm not saying he will use, but could use um, to his advantage to try and you know break through this Wales defence as we couldn't on Friday against the USA. Listen, I'm a massive James Madison fan. I think his form going into the into the World Cup is the thing that got him picked because he probably wouldn't have been picked based off reputation we know, and we know that Southgate very much does usually pick on reputation I don't I don't think he's missed a lot of training sessions out there and I don't think he'll be turned to I mean I couldn't for the life of me work out why Foden was brought on when you're trying to unlock a defence on Saturday night uh, sorry Friday night but um, it also makes me wonder whether Southgate thinks that finishing second might actually be the easier route so you can avoid the French but who knows? But um, yeah, I, I don't think I, I personally don't think Madison will be fit enough. But I think we should have enough. I'd be worried if we didn't have enough to beat the Welsh anyway. Do you not think there was a part uh, on Friday, Tom, where England did draw nil-nil with the USA? Pretty flat performance, especially as Josh mentioned, compared to the sixty victory over Iran. Jordan Henderson coming in um, as a sub late on in the game. No Phil Foden, Mason Mount kept on the pitch upon people yes hasn't really set the world alight so far in this tournament unfortunately but do you think that is Gareth Southgate's mentality it's not a must win game we looked convincing enough to at least not lose the match four points on the board after two group stage games win on Tuesday would really eradicate all of those fears and you could still potentially top the group do you think that's a, a case of Gareth Southgate potentially resting these players to unleash them against the Welsh Um, I don't, I don't know I think he's well, from what he said after the game, he was happy with the clean sheet. He's a, he's a defender, isn't he? Um, well, in his, in his playing days, um, and I, you know, it just sounded like a defensive performance was it was more important to him after conceding two goals to Iran. He was gutted about the two goals mm. to Iran, and I think a clean sheet against the USA was it was made up of that. Um, but I mean, regardless of who you're playing, I understand it's World Cup teams are going to be difficult no matter where they are in the world rankings. Um, but you know, these are games we should be winning. We should be beating the USA. I mean, I'm I'm going to be harsh when it comes to England. We should be winning all oh, yeah. three of them. Yeah. 
Um, we've mentioned Wales and, and how it would be great as an England fan to, to knock them out of the competition. Of course, it would be. Apologies to Joe Morrell. I, I doubt he's listening. He's in Qatar. He's, he's with the Welsh squad. He's preparing for tomorrow's game. I doubt he's listening to Express FM. But if you are, I'm sorry, Joe. At least if you do get knocked out, though, you'll be back in Pompey Colours sooner rather than later. So that is a big positive. Um, very quickly, score prediction. We've heard Josh's. Tom, what do you reckon? Yeah, 1-0 England. 1-0 England. Thank you very much, gents. My prediction, 2-1 win for England, uh, much like it was in the group stage of the Euros in 2016. Well, I'm afraid that therefore concludes tonight's Football Hour here on Express Fan. Big thank you to you both. Tom Malley, thank you very much for your contribution this evening. It has been great to hear from you again. Yeah, thank you very much, mate. Always a pleasure to be on. Likewise, Josh Sweetman. Cheers for joining us. We'll get back to you on some time, I'm, I'm sure. Pleasure as always, Jack. Cheers. Well, as I mentioned, big thank you to both Tom and Josh for joining us here on the Football Hour this evening. It's been great to have them on the show since six o'clock. England back in World Cup action. They take on Wales uh, in Qatar tomorrow evening. It's a seven o'clock kickoff. And you can watch that live, uh, of course, on Terrestrial TV. At the same time, USA versus Iran. Where will England finish in the group? Will they top the group with a victory over Wales tomorrow? Or will they simply seal progression to the knockout stages with a draw or a defeat? Better than a four-goal deficit. The only way they can get knocked out of the World Cup is by losing by four goals. So 4-0 defeat, 5-1-6-2-7-3. That is the only way England will be knocked out, of course, including results elsewhere. Very unlikely, but still not in the bag for Gareth Southgate's side yet. So kick-off, 7 o'clock tomorrow evening between England and Wales. I'll be back on the Football Hour this Friday. I'll be joined by two more Pompey fans to assess England's performance over the Welsh in the World Cup. Hopefully preview what will be a knockout stage um, fixture against someone. Again, we'll find that out tomorrow and we'll preview Pompey's trip to Wickham Wanderers on Sunday afternoon as well. The Soft Rock Show is back right after the news at 7 o'clock with Jeff and Aid and the FA Cup draw on BBC Two in just under five minutes time. Thank you for listening. Pompey, ball number 52 in that one. Take care. Play at Pompey. Good night.